Testosterone with Lucas Own. Along with the five most important questions you all have on testosterone, we will be discussing the perceptions. I'm mostly interested in work and effort. How it acts as a hormone. I like to look at testosterone as the number one protective hormone in the male and also female body. It's the hormone that enables men to uh, seek out their goals. It makes effort feel good. The brain. Testosterone can actually regulate various neurotransmitters. Let's do this. Welcome to the Subject Matter Experts Show. Welcome, everybody. I am here with Lucas Owen, and I'm going to give his uh, Instagram right now because I love it. Every single one of his reels, every single one of his posts is him presenting something in a very, very professional manner like he shows up right now. And it's, it's caught my eye recently. I would say in the last six months or so, he started popping up in my explore page. And then I started following him. And he's constantly popping up with extremely relevant information, stuff that I am so very interested in things having to do with nature, things having to do with hormones. And his Instagram is ergogenic health. And I actually had to look up what that word meant. Um, <laughs> so it's essentially like a performance and performance enhancer, right? Lucas, Lucas. Yeah. Uh, so ergogenic underscore health is your Instagram. I just wanted to throw that out there because I, I definitely urge everybody to give you a follow and to look into your stuff. So welcome. Where are you coming from? I know it's the other side of the world, right? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm in Melbourne, Australia at the moment, but I, um, yeah, I actually just got back from, from Europe. I did a big trip there, but, um, yeah, I'm actually permanently living in, uh, Australia. <laughs> Amazing. And so I'm super happy to have you here. It's an honor, actually. Uh, we're going to be talking, getting into testosterone mostly, but I'd like to know a little bit about what you got going on in terms of your company. It seems like you've you've got products of your own. Is that? Could you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So actually, um, funnily enough, about a month ago, we actually rebranded to BoostYourBiology.com. Um, and the reason for that is because that's what my podcast is called and also my YouTube channel, which has got heaps of amazing biohacks. So yeah, essentially my journey really started out as um, you know, uh, playing semi-professional soccer from a very young age and um, just always been really fascinated with ways that we can improve human performance and ways that you know, we can um, utilize supplements, nutrition and other protocols to just improve my performance. And then from there, I really just got fascinated into the whole world of biohacking and self-optimization. Um, and so today, uh, my main focus is to generate extremely cutting-edge, novel health content so that guys like yourself can come across it and, and, benefit, and benefit from it. Is it something that you've gotten into just recently? I mean, I... I know you're on the other side of the planet for me, and I might just not have known of your existence, but it seems like you've been getting on a lot of shows and talking to a lot of people that I know of recently. So is social media something that you've been paying attention to for a long time, or is it, is it a recent endeavor? Uh, so when I first started my Instagram page, I was actually still studying at university. So I was um, completing my Bachelor of Health Science naturopathy degree. So I'm a fully qualified naturopath 
now. Um, but when I first started my Instagram, my my mission and my goal was to get the attention of guys like um, Dr. Andrew Huberman, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Greenfield, Mark Bell, and so fortunately I've been featured on you know Ben Greenfield's podcast and I've gained the attention of Huberman, things like that as well. <laughs> right, and I think that's where it started popping up on, on, on my channel. I'm not so much of a consumer of content, so I can't say that I've... I've seen or, or heard any podcasts because I don't even really listen to podcasts, but I definitely like the one-minute clips that I've seen of you. And so just one quick question before we get going. What's your, what's your favorite part about working in the health and wellness industry? Uh, this is a, a fun question to answer. Uh, I would say it's the feedback that I get from people when they say that I've like changed their life or had or recommended something or made a suggestion or made a video about a particular warning around a particular supplement and I get feedback from that person telling me that, oh, thank you, I would have never have known unless, you know, I would have never figured this out by myself. So getting that sort of feedback is really what like motivates me and drives me. Mm-hmm. And what sort of courses or, or how do you work with people so that they give you that feedback? I offer like a, um, online course, which is called limitless, limitless men's energy course, which is basically encompassing all of the very best, um, nutrition, supplementation, lifestyle hacks to optimize, uh, testosterone and energy. And so get feedback from there. And then also lots of great feedback from my YouTube channel, which I'm, you know, always reading the comments on there as well. Are you primarily working with men? Uh, I only work with men now. Uh, previously, I was doing, you know, men and women, but um, now I handball. Like I pass on, like the women that are struggling with their health. I prefer to handball them, pass them on to other female practitioners who can probably do a better job than me. <laughs> I, I've come to that realization as well. With with most everything, trying to give a female advice is is very difficult. Not just with with nutrition or supplementation or hormones, but with mindset. Like there's so many things that I'm just sort of a visitor in that realm, and I can give what I think is practical advice. But it's it just it's just not the same because I'm I'm not a woman. (laughs) So I don't really know so much about what they're doing. I've got just surface level sort of awareness. So you've mentioned testosterone a few times. So major question I have for people that it's just a general question, like what, from your perspective, what is testosterone and how does it work in the body? Well, I like to look at testosterone as the number one protective and adaptive hormone in the male and also female body. But the way in which I like to describe testosterone is like the resilience hormone. It's the hormone that um, enables men to uh, seek out their goals. It makes effort feel good, as um, Dr. Andrew Huberman states as well. And really testosterone, I think, is a hormone that many men need to consider if they're looking to feel their best and also perform at their best. Um, And so it's a hormone that really does 
mediate and govern a lot of what we consider as like the um, the traits of what makes up a, a highly successful individual. A lot of the time, they have like optimized hormones, and testosterone is usually one of them. That's an amazing answer. So you mentioned protective hormone and resilient hormone, but could you elaborate on what you mean by protective hormone? Are you talking about protective in terms of like the cells of our body or protective in terms of like us as individuals within the environment that we exist in? I would say protective in the environment that we, that we live in um, due to the, the burden of stress that a lot of men are faced with um, these days you know, working a nine to five job and then some of them have to you know, come home and, and be with the family uh, and then, you know, wake up again and train and like that sort of lifestyle can be very stressful. And so testosterone can help men cope with stress by, um, you know, mobilizing uh, energy, energy stores in the body and also enabling that, um, that, level of confidence that a lot of men are seeking. And this is something that we, we realized with a lot of the stuff that I was, a lot of the content that I was creating is that a lot of men are, are suffering from low confidence or lack of confidence and testosterone can heavily influence uh, like self-esteem and, um, and confidence. So that's definitely an area that I, I quickly realized was um, a problem area for a number of men. That's amazing. Because you're, you're essentially saying that it gives you more capability to exist in this stressful environment that we're in, which makes sense because testosterone is here for a reason. You mentioned low self-esteem, low confidence. What are some other problems for low testosterone? Men that have low testosterone can actually be at greater risk for various metabolic diseases. Um, they're at greater risk of even um, bone fractures, um, increased risk of developing neurodegenerative diseases. Um, low testosterone doesn't just, you know, refer to um, performing in the bedroom. Um, low testosterone can really impact uh, body composition, so muscle growth and, and fat loss, uh, and also can actually help with, you know, improving other uh, cellular pathways as well. So it's definitely a hormone that a lot of men initially think of as like the roid rage hormone, but actually testosterone, if you look deep into the literature, testosterone actually promotes pro-social behaviors. It actually increases um, honesty in men. Um, so this is really interesting research. Yeah, there's... there's I, this was like 15 years ago. My friend was telling me of a study that he saw of, of where they were looking at people that, that had all of their testosterone taken from them, men, that all their testosterone taken from them, and they weren't reacting to anything. Like their child, just as an example, their child could get run over by a car and they just wouldn't react to it. There'd be like a, there's just like a blunting response of, emotions with lower testosterone. So testosterone is actually responsible for a lot of emotions. Something that this is a little, I, I want to talk about Ash, ashwagandha with you in a little bit, because I've, I've, you were the first person that gave me like a, oh my gosh, that's me. 
moment about ashwagandha. But before we get into that, you mentioned neurodegenerative diseases with low testosterone. Is there anything more you could say about that? That's something that I haven't really come across as, as a risk for low testosterone. Is there anything else you can tell, tell me about that? Well, if we look at some of the major actions of testosterone in the brain, a lot of people aren't really familiar with the fact that testosterone can actually um, regulate various neurotransmitters. And one of them is actually dopamine. There's like a, you know, increasing dopamine increases testosterone. And usually when we increase testosterone, that also increases dopaminergic function. And so we've seen literature suggesting that testosterone can have a um, an effect on dopamine signaling in the brain. And we know that diseases like Parkinson's disease, which is not a testosterone deficiency, but testosterone might be playing a role in um, you know, helping with neuronal um, development and also dopamine function. So um, really what we've seen is that it's not only testosterone, but it's actually the metabolites of testosterone. Um, the, there's other neurosteroids known as allopregnenolone. Like these are what, are can, and even estradiol, which is also estrogen, which is a metabolite of testosterone, that has a very powerful neuroprotective effect in the brain. And we've seen that across numerous studies. And just so that we all are familiar, what exactly is a metabolite? Uh, so a metabolite is um, what's formed in a chemical reaction. So we have um, testosterone is like the hormone in the body. A metabolite means that it gets bro broken down into another hormone. So testosterone can be converted into estrogen um, and a metabolite is basically a broken down byproduct of a chemical reaction. That happens a lot in the body, right? Where chemicals are turned into almost like the reverse chemical. Melatonin and norepinephrine, I think there's a similar relationship to that. I don't, I'm not really as familiar and as practiced as you are, though, on that. A good example would actually be um, so caffeine. A lot of people are familiar with caffeine. Um, caffeine has three major metabolites. Um, which means that when you ingest coffee, caffeine actually gets broken down into three different molecules, uh, theobromine, which is found in chocolate, um, theophylline, and then paraxanthine. So that's just like a quick little fact for people wanting to know about uh, metabolites. And how do you... Like, how do you come across this information? Are you looking at research? Is this... Do you... Do you work in a laboratory? Like, what's what's your method of attaining this knowledge? Uh, so I'm that I'm the mad scientist uh, who just loves to experiment and and research. Uh, and I mean, studying naturopathy, you know, four years, I learned a little bit about this stuff. But honestly, it's just a pure obsession. I, in my spare time, I'm always researching. I'm on PubMed. I'm always diving deep into to original research papers. Um, yeah, I guess it's just like a pure, pure passion and obsession. <laughs> so for me, I, I used to own gyms and I know for a fact that I got into the gym industry because I had body dysmorphia because I got picked on when I was in school because I went through puberty late 
and was the smallest kid in my class. And so I became, you use that word obsessed, I became obsessed with becoming bigger in the gym, which then led into me owning gyms and teaching other people how to get bigger and stronger and faster and quicker and more more uh, destructive with our body, like capable of destruction um, and competition. And that obsession was fueled by this, this childhood version of myself where I wasn't good enough and I, and I got picked on. Is there, is there something in there with you of like how you became obsessed with health in terms of like men's health? Their personal uh, story there? Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely relevant. I mean, I, looking back now that I think about it, um, I had an older brother you know, he was he's a couple of years older than me and I saw him performing extremely well at school. Like his grades were, he was always like a really, really high performer, always getting A plus and highest in his year level. And I, I wasn't in particular like an A plus student. Like I was probably like a B, a B plus student. Um, so back then I was like looking for different ways to optimize my cognition and what are some memory hacks that I can implement? So like back at school, I was diving deep into different um, supplements. I mean, my dad's a pharmacist, so I also, you know, had him to help out and teach me some things. And I also worked in the pharmacy for a number of years. So I understood a lot about drugs and and, um, supplements there. Um, But yeah, really just through experimentation, I um, realized I learned so much about the body and, then I realized like just how, how much of an impact testosterone can have on, on various behaviors and stuff like that. That's amazing. So speaking of pharmacy, if you had like a friend who needed to know the best ways to naturally optimize testosterone levels, and, and let's say you had like five minutes with this friend, what would sort of be the rundown you would give this person? I would definitely start with um, optimizing sleep Um, sleep is, you know, absolutely essential for recovery and anabolism and anabolic hormones. So getting seven to nine hours of sleep every night, um, next to that would be some form of, um, heavy resistance training. So, um, you know, dead, deadlifting, squatting, lifting heavy, you know, bench press, things like that, or even sprinting or high intensity exercise. So like sprinting, um, jump rope wrote like the rowing machine anything that's like extremely high intensity but short duration mm-hmm. um, and then followed by optimizing nutrition so focusing in on um, mostly saturated fats and monounsaturated fats as the main fat sources and then um, and then various supplements as well there's a, there's a range there so let's go with saturated and monounsaturated fats what are examples of these uh, so good example of uh, saturated fat source, so um, coconut oil um, and animal meats, so um, you know steak um, and some other like beef, liver, some of the organ meats, like they're rich in these saturated fats. Um, and then the other fatty acid that's really beneficial for hormonal health is the monounsaturated fats, what we call the MUFAs monounsaturated fatty acids um, and these in- include things like avocados macadamia nuts almonds um, olive oil 
Like these are these are really healthy fat sources and really specifically good for testosterone optimization. Feel free to plug anything that you're offering people. And I want to ask you about the where you said optimizing nutrition. What sort like what direction do you point people in in terms of supplementation regarding testosterone? This series with all these awesome testosterone experts is brought to you by one of my favorite supplements, Super Life Formula. It's been about five years since I've been personally using this blend of herbs and plant extracts. I don't take them every single day, but it's always in the house in case I need the extra kick. And if you're looking to rocket launch your testosterone levels, try a loading phase. Do about three to five days tripling the dose three to five days doubling the dose, and then go into the maintenance dose, which is the actual dose from then on. The company also guarantees everything they sell for 60 days on a 30-day supply, so no risk to try. And I've got a huge discount for you, 66% off your first package. Use the code HEALTH101 or find the link in the show notes. Different supplements over the years, and I've done blood testing myself to to verify whether or not they actually have an effect um and my most recent blood test result was 988 nanograms per deciliter so i was just shy of a thousand for total testosterone and my free testosterone was 600 um so as far as nutrition and supplementation i mean there's various things there are various supplements that can have an impact and there's also various supplements that just have no effect um, on hormonal health. And so on my YouTube channel, like guys can, you can, this, I've made some really great videos on um, various testosterone boosting herbs. Um, an example being Tonkara Lee, uh, Sistanch, uh, Fidogia Agrestis, Pine Pollen, like these are like my top four. So on my YouTube channel, they can, dive deep and cool that's a great free resource for, for guys wanting to learn more i love pine pollen it's essentially like the sperm of the trees right yeah yeah um <laughs> a big fan of pine pollen <laughs> are there risks or side effects of getting too much into testosterone supplementation not just uh well let's first talk about like natural herbs like are there risks or side effects of relying on herbal supplementation to increase testosterone uh so this is a really good question when it comes to like various herbs uh they definitely need to be cycled which means that they need to be taken in periods of on time and then off time so like taking a break from them um a good example of this is uh actually ashwagandha which um in the research, you'll see very clearly that ashwagandha can increase testosterone, um, but unfortunately it has some nasty side effects, which I think you were alluding mm -hmm. to before. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I had a lot of head injuries when I was younger, which I think led to a reduction of usable testosterone in, our, in my body. Um, and so I've always been really big for the last 20 years on doing everything that I can to increase testosterone. I, I got my blood tested about eight, 17 years ago, and the doctor was like, have you had any head injuries when, I w when you were younger? And I was like, yeah. I went down a, a bike, I was on a bicycle, went down a hill, and ran straight into a brick wall. 
And he said, he explained to me that there's some mechanism not really working in my body, like a feedback mechanism. I don't really remember what, but he said I had less testosterone than a 70 year old man would have. And this was like seven years ago. And, and then I ended up owning gyms and being very competitive in the sport of CrossFit. And it was because I paid attention to, to my testosterone. I, I didn't eat foods like soy or grapefruit. And I did as much supplementation with, with Tonkata Lee, uh, Shilaji, Ashwagandha was one of them. And I've taken so many bottles of ashwagandha. It's, it was like a regular thing for, I would say, 10 years. It was in every drink I made at my house, every drink that I would get at the Elixir bar uh, on a daily basis. And then I just started seeing you actually talk about uh, an positive emotional blunting as a result of ashwagandha. And that's definitely something that I think it's it's safe to say that I struggle with. Like I struggle with absorbing um, the moments. Like I don't feel the happiness. And I, I've kind of got like a gray look on life, which which works because I don't really get affected by negative things. But it's it's not as colorful as it used to be. And everything's a little bit blunted and dull. And I think you've even used those terms. And so thank you for bringing that to my awareness, but that's my own personal story with it. Well, first of all, I'm yeah, really sorry to hear that because um, what you've described there is something that I get messaged almost every single day from guys that have used ashwagandha and they're still suffering from side effects for many, many months after stopping. Um, and so I've been trying, I'm, I'm on a quest to find a solution to this because, um, you know, a number of men don't want to feel like that. I'd, you know, they'd rather actually experience the highs and the lows instead of being emotionally robotized or like nullified or blunted. Um, as you mentioned, there are, there, there can be some advantages to being in that state. I mean, I, I would attribute my, um, Hmm, how do I put it? A lot of people can get stuck in their if if you let's say you're trying to start your own business and you're you know an entrepreneur and you're trying to start your own business, like being stuck in your own head and like uh like you're letting your emotions dominate can mm -hmm. be a disadvantage. Whereas like I look at my business success and business growth, a lot of that could be due to the fact that I just did not have that the emotional up and down the emotional mm -hmm. roller coasters was more nullified. Um, but that side effect we're looking at is called anhedonia um, and like a blunted emotional response. And so we think I've got theories as to like what it might be doing and it actually could be related to a particular serotonin receptor known as the 5-HT1A serotonin receptor that we believe ashwagandha can desensitize just like... Um, certain antidepressant drugs, um, SSRIs. So, yeah, I mean, if any guy's listening to this who's suffering, um, where, I mean, I'm doing my best to try and find a solution. That's awesome that you're, you realize that this is an issue and that you're searching for a solution on that. There's a lot of things that testosterone does. And is there anything else that maybe people don't, on the surface realize that testosterone is responsible for 
in terms of our physical, mental, emotional, or, or even like beyond that, like our spiritual or energetic self, is there anything else that is sort of lesser known that you'd like to highlight regarding testosterone? The fact that testosterone, I mean, obviously, I'm mostly interested in it from the neurological slash mental health benefits and how testosterone can um, significantly alter our perception of um, work and effort. That, for me, is the most interesting aspect. (laughs) I like that. So you actually become more incentivized to go through work and effort with higher levels of testosterone. That's correct. It um, enables the ability to cope with adversity. So why is it that some men can easily like have a really hard day at work and then then come home and feel, you know, cheerful and positive with their family versus some men who, you know, they, they, the last thing they can think about is they're just, that work day was such a big effort. The, it, it was just too much. That's that too muchness. And yeah, I think that's really a, an interesting effect of testosterone. Yeah. I, I've got a close friend who, who's dealing with low testosterone a, a f- few months ago. And he said he would just sit on his couch all day, like lay on his couch, unable to get off his couch. And then that of course is leads to drinking and watching TV. And then just like, it's just a downward spiral from there. You mentioned your testosterone levels, 988 total T, around 600 free T. What are the proper levels? First of all, how old are you? Why don't we get your, your, and, and what is your, yeah, why don't we go over like what you do in terms of like how your physical health is, what's your exercise regimen, how much do you sleep, are you stressed out, are these numbers good for you, what should people be striving for? Yeah, so starting out with like the optimal range or what's considered a good level of testosterone, well, I'm 27 years of age. I know I, know I look a, little, a lot older than that, so a lot of people have commented on that. Um, so uh, um, I blame my genetics there, but anyway, um, testosterone. It's uh, your presence. You have a you have a wise presence. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so the optimal range for testosterone um, for men between the ages of twenty five to about forty um, should be, in my opinion, above seven hundred nanograms per deciliter. Um, this is really so anywhere from seven hundred to a thousand, um, or even higher. But uh, if we look at like my lifestyle like what i've done to achieve that i mean um my general routine like in the mornings i mean i'm I generally like I, I wake up and i you know usually take my supplements and then i get on my treadmill desk i've got like a a walking treadmill desk and i you know get my 10,000 steps in there um you know i'm responding to emails <laughs> doing it's consulting funny, I just- I just re- I just said, hey Siri, how how long is ten thousand steps? I did that today. It's five miles. In case anybody was list- was uh, wondering, <laughs> I was just uh, and I was also just chatting with a group of my these guys in my group coaching program, and I told them that I um this is the third treadmill that I've gone through in the past like six months. Both other ones caught on fire. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because. Uh, uh, just they were overheating and they just caught on fire. So, um, 
yeah, I'd say like my general lifestyle. I mean, yeah, optimizing sleep. The exercise is a really, really big part for me. Like trying to maintain as much muscle mass as I can. Um, but if guys are generally listening in, the most important thing for them is to like, please do get your blood test done. Like we cannot be um, operating in the dark. We need to actually see what your blood test result, you know, says, um, and then treat accordingly. And that's something that I've, you know, I do coaching. I analyze blood work all day, every day, and I develop protocols and programs for men to really dial in um, their hormones and things like that. I'm sure that you've got in your courses what sort of tests that they need, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could easily like spitball, like, cause I've seen them so many times, like I could run, run through them. Like you got B12, so vitamin B12, zinc, C-reactive protein, magnesium, SHBG, testosterone, prolactin, thyroid hormones, um, cortisol, homocysteine, uh, liver studies, kidney studies, cholesterol panel, fasting insulin, and um, blood glucose. Like that's just things off the top of my head, but th there's a few more there as well. When it comes to things like liver and kidney, are there other things besides supplementation that can help out the organs? Like, like let's say kidneys. What if, like, what makes a kidney test bad? versus good what are you exactly looking at uh so there's a particular marker known as egfr uh it's glomular filtration rate um and so basically if somebody is simply dehydrated mm -hmm. being in a state of dehydration can actually impair kidney function can actually reduce optimal kidney function um and the same with like various electrolytes um sodium potassium chloride these are all important for kidney function because the kidneys actually regulate these electrolytes as well. I remember when I was younger and I wanted to own gyms and I remember going up to a personal trainer in a lifetime fitness in Michigan like 20 years ago and telling him that it was my dream to move to Los Angeles and to 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 start up gyms and, and have ropes hanging from the ceilings and big tractor tires and, and it be like a big functional fitness facility and I remember the person not giving me any advice, kind of like just like get away from me, kid type energy. I'm sure there's people listening to you admiring your knowledge, admiring your, your journey and your path. And so like if, if you were to talk to somebody, a, a younger version of yourself, for instance, what sort of advice would you give to somebody based on your lessons, on, on your come up through this world, if they're in career in health and, and wellness? What sort of advice would you give somebody? What, what direction would you set them off in? I love this question. I would say... Many of you know that I used to own gyms in downtown LA for about 10 years. So I've seen people on their health and wellness journeys for many years at a time. And by far the biggest impact that I've seen any of them make has been on the ULT lifestyle. This program allows one's bodies to be functional in that it nourishes the cells, it helps facilitate the detoxification of the garbage that gets built up, and it also has the components for your body to rebuild itself. I've seen my clients make more change in six to seven months than they did in six to seven years, working out in my high intensity 
functional fitness gyms. Check out the description of this show for $120 off your first month. To be as open-minded as possible um, and to try not to be too dogmatic because that's something that I, even I, looking back now, I used to perceive certain like um, let's say hormones or I, I used to perceive certain things as like, no, you don't want that. It's bad. And mm -hmm. now I look back at it and I'm like, oh, actually it was important. So I'm like with that wisdom, now I'm like if I were to look back at my younger self, I'd say to, say to him like um, be open-minded and don't rule anything out because you never know something might actually be playing a role here. It might actually be influencing or affecting you. A good example of this is like simple, basic, like really simple supplements like, um, for example, fish oil. Like you see in the literature, fish oil is so good for brain health and all that sort of stuff. But I realized that one day I decided to just stop taking it after taking it for many years. And I realized like I actually feel better without fish oil. I'm better off just getting my omega threes from from food, from seafood. Um, so my my stance here is just just try and be as open minded as possible, um, and to to consider that some things can affect you, even though not many people may be talking about it. It's all about what happens in your body. This is the whole concept of individuality. Like everyone's unique and different so really just considering that it's a good to uh to uh give advice from your mistakes right because there's there's only so much we know and the more that we know we realize oh i was cutting myself off from possibility by by feeling like i was an expert at this and this whole thing with fish oil and the pfas or you know pfas uh I still don't know what to think about fish oil and because it was like it was good for omega-3s and DHA and everybody needs to take it, especially if you're in sports. And then there's all this stuff coming out now that it, it might actually be really bad for you. Do, do you have any? Because I'm, I'm thoroughly confused on, on fish oil. Do you have any opinions on fish oil in particular? Yes. Yes. Uh, so my stance here is uh, I do believe fish oil supplementation, very, very high quality fish oil, um, EPA, DHA, um, which are considered PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids. I do think that they can be highly beneficial in a subset of the population. So that's mostly, in my opinion, it's the elderly you know, over the age of 65, 65 plus. Um, and also in um, the subset of the population who does not consume, prefers not to consume seafood. But in my opinion, I, I believe that seafood consumption is more beneficial than supplementation because um, seafood contains all these other amazingly beneficial nutrients for the brain it's not just omega-3s um and so because omega-3s get placed under the category of as they are poofers they're, they're polyunsaturated fatty acids they're the better type of poofer there's it's they're, they're safe to consume they're okay 
but the bad ones are considered the other poofers, which are canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, soybean oil, um, all the vegetable oils. These are the bad poofers and they should not be consumed. Thank you for that. Getting back to testosterone, regarding man-made, like you were just talking about, man-made uh, supplementation like TRT, what's your opinion on the pros and cons of, of that sort of supplementation? Testosterone replacement therapy, um, TRT, can be life-changing for men who have exhausted all of the the natural modalities and, and methods and they've let's say they've dialed in their nutrition they've taken supplements they've optimized their training but their testosterone is still low then testosterone replacement therapy can be a really powerful way to reignite the spark and to bring back that level of vitality having said that though there is one major risk associated with testosterone replacement therapy and that is infertility so um, becoming infertile so being on taking testosterone will actually shut down um, male fertility and and significantly lower sperm count um, so this is a factor that men need to consider if they're wanting to you know have babies in the future of course yeah <laughs> Do you have any, so you used to play soccer. Are you still like, what are your hobbies nowadays? Um, so yeah, I used to play, uh, you know, prof professional Which soccer. Ball? Now, I, I mean, um, what I like to do is <laughs> one of my, one of my hobbies is to actually formulate supplements for, for companies. So I've been, um, I've been hired cause I've got a massive repertoire, like a big, knowledge base around different ingredients and supplements and dosages and extracts and things. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy developing supplement stacks and um, formulating supplements. And <clears throat> some of my other, some other things that I love doing nowadays is uh, since the end of lockdown, um, Mel Melbourne, by the way, in Australia, we had the longest lockdown in the world. Um, mm -hmm. it was like two years, it was, it was brutal. It was really, really tough. And so at the end of lockdown, I realized just how significant and important, like actual face-to-face -face human connection was. So like getting involved in social groups and communities, like that's a really big thing that I focus on now. Amazing. And then what's the long-term vision for yourself? Is there, is there a, is there a vision going into the, the future for you? Definitely. I mean, I've got some pretty big uh, goals. Like in the next, within the next two to three years, I'd love to be featured on um, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and also um, Dr. Andrew Huberman's podcast. Like these are like two big goals of mine. Um, and then also in the future, I'd like to actually have my own supplement range. Like I don't, I don't actually have my own supplements. Um, mm. I don't have it, but I, I know that when the time is right, I'll be able to release my own products and ingredients. And in fact, I really want to, um, I really want to invent and, you know, like actually invent my own ingredient, um, which is something that I'm actually working on in the background as well. 
Well, I appreciate you sharing that on here with us. I know that that's, uh, that's a, a level of vulnerability, but I definitely <laughs> applaud that, uh, that vision of yourself and that you, you have those goals and, and that clarity on that. And, and as you were saying with inventing something new, like we have no idea what the world is going to be like in three years and many of the aspects of, of this reality is, and, and even like in supplementation, there's going to be some new technology or something that we discover and you're going to be there in the research and connecting the dots and, and making that, that new discovery happen. So once again, I just want to applaud you on, on that. And I know you can do that. Do you have anything else to share regarding any of the stuff that we've been talking about that you feel is important? So I'd say like my biggest takeaway for, for health optimization would be um, to find ways to develop self-awareness. Like that's probably the, the most important thing that I've realized in my own health journey is to just, yeah, really develop that high level of self-awareness. For me, that self-awareness was developed through like literally just like documenting and logging my own experiments. So like literally just on my notes app on my phone, I would just you know, record how I was feeling from certain interventions or protocols. And then eventually you have pretty much full control over your performance and, and um, well-being. And so I think building that level of self-awareness is, it's a game changer. Right. Be your scientist, observe and record and repeat experiments. That's, that's definitely served me well as well. So, We've got Instagram at ergogenic underscore health. What's your website? Where else, where else can people find you? So um, check me out on YouTube, Boost Your Biology. Boost okay. Your Biology on YouTube and then boostyourbiology.com is my website. Amazing. Lucas Owen. All right. Well, pleasure to have you on. Awesome. Thanks, Ra. Thanks for having Super me. Super fun. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for being here with Lucas and I. Hopefully, you learned something and can integrate it into your life. Next week, we've got Doc Farhan. Farhan is an amazing person, very stable and secure, and I appreciate that about him. And he's got a lot of stuff to say because he's a doctor. And the way that he thinks about testosterone is unique, and I really appreciate that from him. Subscribe, tell your friends share a review, and until next time, enjoy your time and space, and I really appreciate it once again for you sharing it with us.